another day. All right, let's ride. So, this is episode number 58, No Playing This Ride, recorded, produced, written, promoted, created by Blackout, me, myself, and I. That's right. I do it alone. Shout out to my homie Eddie, though, who gives me ideas for shit to do. So, I'm going to give Eddie his shout out. Homegirl tripping, she ain't gave me no, no info in a little bit, but it's all good. And the homie Brooks, who inspired me to do shit a certain type of way. Now, episode number 58, I'm going to get into a few things real quick, but the main question I want to ask is, what do we really want? That's the theme of this. What do we really want? Because I don't understand a couple of things that are happening right now, but we're going to see. We're going to see. So I'm going to get into a lot of sports today, and then maybe one or two political, nah, no, no politics today, I'm going to keep it all sports. All sports and maybe one or two, one or two other things, but the question is, what do we really want? So, I'm going to start with um, the Green Bay Packers. So, the Green Bay Packers lost today, and then not long after their loss, they fired their head coach, Mike McCarthy. He's been there for a while, a worthy adversary as a Chicago Bears fan. He's whooped my team's ass on more occasions than I like to admit and had a really good record at home and ended up letting them go today after his loss to, I want to say, the Texans. I think that's who beat them. Anyway, it don't matter. The fact is they lost and it led to this man getting fired. Now, what I say, what I say at the beginning of, the, of this uh, podcast, what do we really want? It's because you have to ask yourself the question. It's like, okay, you fire the head coach. In most circumstances, I understand this. This guy's having really his first, like, bad year, right? He had a bad year last year when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. But now, starting off this year, he's having another bad year. With all this guy's done as far as getting this team to the playoffs and making sure they're competitive and winning the division over and over again, the one bad season that you fire the guy. My question is, why not fire the GM? Because from what I understand in the world of sports, and I don't always agree, maybe different sports it makes more sense, it's like you get a coach there to implement a system he gets his coaches, he hires his coach, and they come up with a strategy, and this is all overseen by the GM. Then they get the players to fit the scheme of the coach. That's my understanding of how the NFL works. So when the players don't perform, I think it's time to start talking about benching guys, or maybe you go to rework some things in the offseason because their season is pretty much over for the, for the most part. But Green Bay has good bones. Some of the players are getting a little older, but I think the coach's mind for football is still pretty good, even though I hate him because he's a Packer. What I don't understand is then how you turn around and fire this man after one bad season when you just gave Aaron Rodgers like 100 million beans to stay with the team until he's 40. This guy's in his 30s now. Quarterback's age slower now, you know. And I think even back in the past they played for a while. But Aaron Rodgers just got hurt. After he signed the contract, 
they have a bad season and you guys fire the coach? Did you fire the, the offensive line coach first? Because that's how he got hurt. Is it is it Mike McCarthy or is it the players? That's my question. Because I'm going to ask this question again a little bit later in regards to another team. It's like you fire the coach, boom, just like that. And now you're going to have to go in the rebuilding because you're not going to be able to have another coach just come in from the get-go and just take off like that unless you're really lucky. I've rarely seen another coach come in and the team just take off. Unless you're talking about like John Gruden, how he came and basically took over Tony Dungy's team and won that Super Bowl with that team he built. But I'm not going to focus on that. I'm just saying how this doesn't make sense to me unless they're understanding that they're going into a rebuilding phase and they're prepared to lose a bunch of games. Because what I'm thinking is that Minnesota's going to get better sooner than later. The Bears are already on their way to getting better sooner sooner than later. Detroit has some work to do. They got to figure something out. I don't know how Detroit's coach stuck. Well, no, actually, they just fired a guy. They just got to the guy from New England. So never mind that. But we're we going to see what's going on. Because if Marvin Lewis had a job for as long as he did with Cincinnati being like beyond mediocre, I don't know. This doesn't make sense to me. There must have been a disagreement somewhere because the coach doesn't cut the check for Aaron Rodgers to get $100 million because that comes from the GM and the owner. So the coach is basically the fall guy, if you're looking at it from my perspective, because if you pay a guy that much, you take away from the locker room because how can you protect him when you're paying him all this money? That's money that you could be putting towards your offensive line. That's money you could be putting towards your running backs. Money you could be get putting towards your receivers. Money you could put towards your entire defense. But you blame the coach. Works out for me. I'll take it. But that's what I'm asking. What what do we really want? Do you want to win with the coach and the QB you got? Or are you just not accepting what's going on now that the season's been a little bit shaky and you gonna, you want to burn everything down? You want to remain competitive, or are you just doing a rebuild? That's my question, because this doesn't make sense to me. I think you take this and you go into the offseason, see if you can improve the situation, and then you fire Mike McCarthy if if you start losing again next season, because these Packer fans ain't going nowhere. They're not going away. They're some of the most loyal fans in the league, so you don't have to worry about having a losing season and then having them go nowhere. They're not going nowhere. The fan base is too too loyal, too forgiving, but it is what it is. Moving on, the Jacksonville Jaguars won today 6-0 over, uh, I want to say, a, a bad team, an improving bad team in the Indianapolis Colts. They won off two field goals. Now, I'm from Jacksonville, as you guys may have heard before, right? unless you this is your first time listening. If it is, welcome. But um, if you – don't know the situation in Jacksonville. A lot of people have been calling for Blake Bortles to be benched because they don't like the fact that he throws picks and he throws crossing routes all the time and the Jaguars aren't winning the way they were. A little bit of background. They Their starting running back was out for a long, a long time. They barely lost a game last week. They won this week. And people are all high on the backup QB. And what, what I do is that when anybody blames the QB – especially a QB who's had, like, a good season or two. We ain't talking about, like, David Garrard. We're not talking about Byron Lampage. We're not talking about a broke-down Mark Brunel. We're not talking about replacing these guys. 
We're talking about a guy who was in the AFC Championship last year who was drafted like number five in Blake Bortles. They talking about they want to get rid of this guy who they just paid. And I'm thinking like, yo, this man just helped us get damn near to the Super Bowl last year and everybody wants him out now. But if you look back at what happened when the Jags started losing is when KC exposed the defense. And then that's when they started to lose games. And then Fournette being out and, and Borders only throwing really crossing routes, it doesn't really help keep the offense on the field. And the defense comes back out there tired. I know I say this like every show, but this is just the, the point I'm trying to drive home with, for background purposes. So then they bench the QB and they fire the offensive coordinator. And my question here is, is like, well, what do you really want? Do you want to improve the offense or do you want to put it all on the QB and the offensive coordinator? Is the head coach trying to save his job? Because if you look at it from, from my perspective, my brain, if you fire the guy that was calling the plays and then you bench the starting quarterback, what really was the problem? Was it the guy calling the plays or was it the guy throwing the ball? Because the guy calling the plays can only relay the message to the guy supposed to throw the ball, but if he's only telling the quarterback to call plays that are crossing routes, that's what the quarterback has to work with. And that's what I said a couple episodes back. The only time I was able to watch a Jaguars game, it seemed like Blake Bortles was doing everything. Guess he threw a lot of crossing routes, but those were the patterns that they were successful with. Were his throws all on the money? No. I'm willing to accept that he's not Peyton Manning. He's more of a balanced quarterback who can run and throw. Cool. I also seen the offensive line not being as steady. So I'm trying to figure out, hey, what do we really want? Is it a tear down the whole offense to start over? Or is it let's see what works and what doesn't work? Because at this point, you're four and six. Your chances of getting to the playoffs are like slim to none. So I'm trying to see what the goal is to fix because now you come out when you've scored more than six points damn near every other game, now you only score six points against a bad team. So is Cody Kessler just the greatest thing since sliced bread? Is he really better than, than Blake Waters? We don't know. Who's calling the plays? I don't know. Maybe the head coach. But this is what I'm trying to figure out. It's like, what was the point of this? I could see if you say, you know what? We're going to bench Blake and we're going to keep everybody, keep everything the same. You keep the same offensive coordinator calling the plays, new quarterback. That way we can see definitively, hey, it was a QB. It was on Blake. Everybody was right. I was wrong. It's on the QB. Now, we can't say, okay, well, you know what? We're going we're gonna to remove the offensive coordinator. We're going to remove his play calling capabilities or his responsibilities, and somebody else call the plays. And then we could be like, oh, okay, it wasn't Blake. He was getting these bum-ass plays he was getting called. They weren't matching the personnel. But then again, that's not what they did. They, they basically fired them both. So Blake lost his job. He's second straight now. Then now you got the whoever's calling the plays took the place of the old coordinator. So now we don't know what the fuck is going on. As a fan, I'm looking at it like I'm confused. What was the point of this? Are you throwing the season completely away by starting this other guy? And we, we will see when we play some real competition because the next game we got is the Titans. And I want to see what this kid is made of. That's just me. It's like I don't, I don't understand some of these moves. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Moving on from that. More football news. I was going to go get my belt when I first heard the news, but once I watched the videos about the, uh, the guy, Kareem Hunt, the running back, the former running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, I said, you know what? 
I pulled back my judgment after just hearing. And once I watched it, I was like, oh, something looks kind of fishy. I saw the video about the girl. She was like, she's over there crying. Like, I don't even know who he is. This, that, and the third. And he just came out and he attacked me, whatever. Then you see the video. Well, no, I'm going to pause that. So then they showed the video of his uh, Kareem Hunt's friend who was talking to the cops. And he was like, no, we were in the room. She got into it with one of the females. He came out. Then Kareem Hunt came out. And they got into whatever situation that I'll explain later. And then, oh, yeah, we got her phone. The videotape shows him snatching the phone, which it's fucked up, but I understand him snatching the phone because he's trying to protect his friend who's a star running back. Now, let me let me fill in the blanks. So apparently the girl was outside the room somewhere. Before you go, before the camera footage they show, um, before you can see the camera footage, it's explained that there was... A, some type of argument, whatever, between the two of them. There's a girl out there, and then there's one of Kareem Hunt's friends out there. So they have a discussion, right? The girl, Him and the girl have a little argument. Kareem Hunt comes outside. The girl immediately beelines and walks up, and walks up in his face. To me, where I'm from, it looked aggressive. She walked in his face, it looked aggressive. He immediately, like, pushed her back. I don't know if she pushed him as well. I can't see her left hand from the angle. But you can obviously tell he pushed her. I'm not giving him no, shooting him no airmail. I'm just saying you could tell he pushed her, right? So they get they get separated. One of his friends gets in between him trying to hold him back. Now, this is a pro football player. This guy's pretty strong. He pushes his friend off of him. Him and the girl at this point are separated. And this is where I feel like he really fucked up. The point after this. When he pushes his friend, his friend falls into the girl. The girl then falls down and I don't know if she hit her head on the wall but it looked really close I'm not 100% sure after that she gets back up he's being held back she's still talking shit she falls over I guess because she dazed and he gives her like a little kick in the ass now keep in mind the headline says brutalized woman and this happens all back in February so when you see the whole video you realize that okay depending on where you're from the word brutalized has been put blown way out of proportion. But the crazy thing is that this happened way back in February. All of a sudden, TMZ leaks the footage. Kareem Hunt released the same day. This was all Thursday, Friday this shit happened. Now, I'm going to be honest. What do we really want? What do we really fucking want? Do we want this guy to be out of football because of this altercation? Or... Are we setting the standard? Clearly, the NFL is like, you know what? At the Larry Rice shit, as soon as we get video evidence, your ass is out of here. According to the NFL, they have not interviewed the female. They have not interviewed Kareem Hunt. And nobody saw that footage until today. Now, me being me, I'm thinking, how are the, is the NFL investigating this? But TMZ gets it first or they expose it first. That doesn't make sense to me. What I do know is the NFL wants to capitalize off of a good team, so they put good teams in primetime time slots to get the most viewership, to drive ad revenue, all that jazz we really don't care about, right? So was the NFL biding their time until the footage leaked? Was Kansas City biding their time until the footage leaked? What do we really want? Do we want to be entertained, or do we want to do what's right? And then from if you ask me, I'm like, I don't know 100% if I'm suspended because off of that. 
when they say you're brutalized, I know, and I know that footage looks really bad, and he's he's wrong. I will say he's wrong. I can see if they suspend him for a hey, for the rest of the season, sit your ass down. For the rest of the season and having even half of next season, sit your ass down. I could see that. I can understand that. To me, that's fair because he was dead wrong. He shouldn't have came out there. And I don't think he did anything crazy. It's just you can't get past how that looks. I'm not about people beating on women and shit. I'm just looking at it like, man, he was really pissed off. I don't know what was going on. Like, why was she there? If that's where his room is, and they're in there trying to sleep like they, like the friend said, they're in there trying to sleep. She's outside the room. This girl is supposed to be waiting for a ride. Why are you waiting for a ride outside of his room? That shit don't make sense. Regardless of what he did, though, or what she did, he's still wrong because the way the judge is going to look at it is that he's an NFL player and you are in, uh, such a physical specimen that your body is a weapon, unless, of course, you've been Roethlisberger. But anyway, your body is a weapon because of your physical capabilities and there's certain things that you can't do. You have to be careful. And my thing with this is why I say it's 100% on him is that these guys get told this on a regular basis. Don't go out there and fuck around with the wrong people. Don't go out there and let your friends get in trouble. Because if you really taking one for the team and you really trying to ride with the homie that's making the bread, you make sure he don't get near none of that. He don't even get to come out the room. Like, nah, bro, we eating off your plate right now. You can't even come out this room. Stay in the room. We got it. You don't need to be out here. For real. In this day and age with all the phones and shit and cameras everywhere, y'all better learn from Pac-Man Jones. Y'all better really fucking learn from Pac-Man Jones. Because... When that, when that shit hits the media, black man out there being in trouble, especially messing around with one of these white women, they gonna, your ass is through. They gonna tell your ass up. That, it just is what it is. Anything physical with a woman, especially black dude, white woman, they coming for your ass. They coming for you. So I really believe he made a ridiculous mistake. He should have stayed in the room. Now, I, do I understand his actions as a human being, as a man? Yes, I don't want nobody, nobody running up in my face at all. Man or woman, I'm not saying I put my hands on a woman, but you don't know people's capabilities. You don't know what she had in her hand. You don't know if she was going to mace him. You don't know what she had. You don't know what somebody can do to you when they walk up in your face. And I'm saying that's all the more reason why I wish he would have stayed inside the room. And I understand he probably wasn't thinking. He was probably just reacting. But still, you are too important to be involved in that. Way too important. So it is on him. You know, I wish him the best. I wish he hadn't made that mistake, and I see it as a mistake because don't get it fucked up. I believe if he really, really wanted to get to that girl and brutalize her like they said he did, he could have definitely did it. He could have just slung out, slung them people around or slid out that shirt like we know all the guys from the block do. When you get grabbed and somebody's trying to tussle with you, you don't even try to fight it. You just slide out the shirt and try to get it cracking. He could have easily did that and really, really wanted that girl. And he didn't, so I... You know, I give him points for that, but he still shouldn't have been in that situation. He should have stayed in the room. He should have stayed in the room because now his whole career is in jeopardy and it's in question with his image. Hopefully he can make it back. I believe he will. Um, come on to Jacksonville. Come on to Chicago. We'll work on you. We'll get you some counseling. You could be the face of it for the league. We got you. But um, it's going to take some time. I wish him the best, though, because he's a great football player and uh Kansas City's looking like they were Super Bowl bound. They just won again, but they beat the Raiders, so that don't really count. But uh yeah. 
one time for Kareem Hunt. Hopefully he gets it together and he's no longer in the situation. But that's why I say, what do we really want? Do we do we want them to be right? Or do we want them to, to entertain us as long as possible? Because I ain't going to sit here and be like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. Let the man play. That ain't my decision to make. What I, what I want is for nobody else to be in this situation again. Especially not no young black dude who's going to be an example for a bunch of people that look like me. Because when it when it, when it's us, it's real bad. So what I what I want is for this to not be acceptable. So unfortunately, that's gonna line up with what they're doing as far as his uh, release from the team. But I I want to see him play as well because I think he's great, and I don't want this to to hunt this man for his whole career. It's a confusing situation, but ultimately, I'm thinking about the greater good. I want what's right for the people coming after him. Hopefully he'll get back. But it is what it is. Um, I'm going to move on. More sports. I told you guys it was sports heavy. But this one, uh, this one I'm directing at just black people in general as well. So we have a Hall of Fame center or will be Hall of Fame center Dwight Howard. Going through some shit right now with some messages from whoever. I'm not going to get into all that. But they've been... Linking this shit with injury he has going on and hyping this shit up on the, with in the sports media and I'm like, guys, come on. At some point, I'm gonna need the sports media to have some class. Some things, I just feel like the media shouldn't pay attention to. I really do, and it's just like with Kareem Hunt. These guys are out there, and um, they're doing things at like a superhuman level, performing being athletes and everything, and it's it's like they almost get robbed of their real lives. They get robbed of privacy. They get robbed of just being able to exist, and I feel for them because everybody's like, oh, they get paid too much money. Well, they're, they're in a profession where the market is allowed for them to get paid too much money because their employer is getting paid a whole lot fucking more, a whole lot more. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're one of the people that get mad because players get paid too much well. Ask yourself, how much are the owners getting paid? How much are they making off the players? Just think about it. If you ever bought a T-shirt, it's a license. So just think about how much the NFL and these uh, teams make off these players before you start criticizing the players. Just think about that. Think about how much those people make. But back to the White House, it's like, what do we really want? Do we want people to go out there and perform and do their jobs as athletes, or do we want to be the person or the media outlet that helps somebody that's trying to basically socially blackmail that person and put out negative stuff or damaging material about this person. And I understand like the media like you want to be the one to get the story, be the scoop, to get the scoop. And I'm not saying all media outlets do this, but at some point it's like, come on man. Some of this shit that could damage somebody's relationship with their family, with whatever fans they have is like that's the that's the type of shit I don't wanna I don't want to know. I really don't. If it's something legal behind it, cool. Handle that shit in the court of law. Let us know when it's done. But I don't want to know about the messy shit. And that's why I'm not going to speak on whatever the situation is. If you want to find out, go find out. But I'm not going to do that. I think it's low class. I think as black people, it's like, do we want to be unified? Do we? What do we really want? Do we want to be the person with the tweet? Do we want to be the one to make the joke? 
or do we want to be unified and take care of each other? Now, and I'm not saying that I'm not guilty because I've been young and I've been stupid. I've made what I would consider a mistake, definitely. But my thing is, as I get older, as I mature, it's like, damn, what if that was somebody I know? What if that was me? It ain't going to be me with his situation. But my thing is, like, what if it was? And would I want people getting all this information about me and whatever conversations I had with whoever and putting that shit out? Like, no, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that for my family, my friends, the people who hang around me, my teammates. I wouldn't want to be a distraction from my workplace, period. So I think, in my opinion, it's low class, but then we want to say, oh, we need a black unity, we got to work together, this, that, and the third. It's like, what do we really want? Like, for real. Like, I, I, I really don't get it. Like, shit like this, this is a prominent black person. It's like, you know, I've never really heard about Dwight Howard being in that much trouble with the law. There's nothing I really heard him doing crazy. It's like, what do, what do we want? If he was a piece of garbage out there doing crazy shit, I wouldn't care. Because that's the type of person I want separated from us. I don't want you, I don't deal with you. I want you away from my community. But like somebody who's generally a good guy, who likes to smile and have fun, like I don't want nothing bad to happen to that dude. He's not causing nobody no problems. What do we really want? It just irritates me because there's certain issues we can't talk about. We can't talk about religion. We can't talk about politics. It's like we can't talk about um, uh, pay inequalities. We can't talk about shit. In our own community, because it's always a debate, it's always an argument. Even on these, you know, the, the these uh, black Facebook pages, there's like, there'll be like little debates going on. It's like, hey, how come we can't have a civil conversation about this shit and figure out why X person feels like Z or whatever? How come we can't do that? Are we that traumatized? Are we really into that Willie Lynch system where, hey, you can't be this way and think this way? You got the young versus the old, the light versus the dark, the women versus the men. Is it really that? Like, I can't get on here and talk about black hair like I want to because I'd probably be attacked because I don't understand as a man. But I have my viewpoints about black hair within the black women community. You know what I mean? Like, I have my, my, my viewpoint on that because I'm a black man married to a black woman. So I can't speak on that. Or there's an issue. Do we really want to have those conversations? Do we really want to make shit better? That's my thing. Even with the Blexit shit, you got the black Republicans, black Democrats, like, there's no middle. There's no middle ground nowhere. We can't come chop it up. Black liberals can't not call black Republicans fucking coons and turncoats and shit like that. Black Republicans can't stop referring, referring to black people as ignorant. The black liberals as ignorant and shit. We can't, we can't do that. And that's my thing. Is like, Do we really want to be together? Do we really want to have a real community that takes care of each other? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out as I go along. But I hope that at some point we can kind of get this shit together so that we can um, progress and move forward and do shit to take care of ourselves. I don't want to exclude anybody, but black people, we got to take care of each other. We do. Um, Moving on from that, quick note on music. Meek Mill's album sounds great so far. I've only heard a few songs, but... It sounds pretty good. I'll give you guys a more in-depth, uh, I guess, review of that when I get a chance. There's a couple albums I'm behind on. I may do one big podcast where I talk about all of them. But I've been in and out listening to music, so I haven't been that much into it. All right. Um, go get my belt. Florida Police Department down in Miami 
they're being sued by this woman who said she was put in a cell for 10 hours with like 40 dudes. Story is, she was down there seeing the birth of a, um, of a grandchild and didn't know she had old warrants. So they locked her up when they figured out she was back in there, booked her as a female and all, but when she got to the medical room, they saw that she was taking hormone pills and they just figured, and she's a transgender dude, and they threw her in the cell with a bunch of dudes for like 10 hours. So now she's suing uh, a police department, and this news came out from the, was it Miami Herald? I think it came from. But yeah, go get my motherfucking belt. Y'all book her as a female and put her in there with a bunch of dudes? Come on, man. You know what could have happened in that time frame? You know how she had to feel being, being in there? And I know she's wrong for whatever charge she had. Maybe, you know. But damn, that's fucked up, man. We got to do goddamn better. Like, y'all gave her a cavity search in the whole nine, but... No? Y'all don't know the difference? All right. Anyway, um... If you're having trouble with anything, let somebody know. Reach out. Talk to somebody. You can talk to me. I'm at noplayinthisride.gmail.com. I'm on Twitter. Noplay247, capital N, lowercase o, capital P-L-A-Y. There's a No Play In This Ride Facebook page. There's a YouTube. All that, man. I'm just about everywhere. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Plus. Not Google Plus. Google Music Play, whatever it is. I'm on all that, man. Talk to somebody. Talk to me. One quick thing before I go, somebody else go get my belt and whoop this parent's ass. I got on the internet and I saw some shit that made me laugh and made me kind of mad. They had this little uh, little black kid, little jit was in like a um, car seat, and they were playing. The caption said he knows all the ad libs, and they were playing a song off Takeoff's album featuring Quavo. And um, the song is playing unedited, of course, because that's how we do. I don't know why. And um, the dude damn near hit every ad lib. I cut it off after a few seconds of listening to it because I'm like, for real? <laughs> Y'all got bro in the back seat just learning this shit? Like, I don't play that around my baby. That's something I did when I was younger, not thinking about it. Now my my oldest is nine. She walk in the room. I'm cutting that shit off. I'm not going to listen to it while she in the room. I'm not going to do that to her because then she going to fuck around and say something and I'm going to flip. My question is, though, while he knows his ad libs, does he know his alphabet? Does he know that? Because that's the type of reckless shit that we do. I really, really don't understand it. I can't wait till we get past putting everything online. Like some shit you just keep at home. Because now you're on the internet looking crazy about to go viral in the motherfucker. Everybody's going to know that kid's face. That's some shit I don't want to deal with. Anyway, I'm out, man. Make tomorrow better than today was. Or make your next day your best day. Be better tomorrow than you were today, man. Love somebody. Somebody loves you. We need to keep you around. Rest in peace to my homeboy. Um, still dealing with that. But y'all keep it moving. Keep improving, man. i see y'all on the next episode. Peace. Bye.